passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. Sunday, and welcome in to this bonus edition of Fantasy Baseball Today on December 18th. Frank Stample joined by Scott White, and you're probably asking, why did Frank play the Kokomo Friday theme? We had, I'm asking that. We had huge breaking news Sunday night, Scott. Connor Joe was traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, you just wanted to get the Connor Joe <laughs> shout out in there. You know, you know, I love me yeah, some Connor Joe. That is the news people are <laughs> tuning in to hear. Yes, that is exactly it. Anywho, let's talk about the main reason you're here, and that is to hear about Dansby Swanson. So let's start there. A pretty big deal here with the Chicago Cubs. Seven years, $177 million for Dansby Swanson, again, to the Cubs. Finished 13th overall in Roto last year. Careers across the board. Career numbers across the board. It's got 277 Batting average, 25 homers, 99 runs, 96 RBI, 18 seals, legit five-category contributor. He was awesome last year. How awesome will he be with the Cubs? What do you think? Less awesome than last year. Probably. I mean, if for no <laughs> other reason, because it's a worse lineup, right? The Braves have one of the best lineups, a little worse without him now, I guess. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking at the 99 runs and the 96 RBI Dansby Swanson had last year and thinking... Yeah, that's probably not going to happen again. The rest of the line, he could probably do again. I mean, the strikeout rate is is uh, a bit on the high. It's always been a bit on the high side for him. Twenty six percent last year. Uh, you know, two seventy seven batting average versus two fifty seven xba. You know, I I don't. I, I wasn't. I was already thinking. I guess Dansby Swanson's going to take just a little bit of a step back next year. And I don't think 
I mean, I guess the move to the Cub makes it more probable. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be like a huge step back either. Uh, he'll he'll probably be a 25 homer, 20 steal guy, something close to that, just like he was. And, and that's pretty valuable at shortstop. I was looking at my roto rankings or my five by five category rankings. And uh, I had him just ahead of Xander Bogarts. And I'm not inclined to move him below Bogarts with this move because I have questions about Bogarts power about put in San Diego and obviously a better source of batting average, but not as much of a base stealer. I looked at my points rankings and I have Dan's B Swanson. I had had Dan's B Swanson just ahead of Wander Franco, who has yet to put together a full season in the majors, but the little he played last year, uh, even though you know it was kind of underwhelming, nearly as many head-to-head points per game as Dansby Swanson because that plate discipline is so good. So I think, okay, now in points leagues, I'll probably take Wander Franco ahead of Swanson. So I guess to sum up, not moving him down at shortstop in Roto, moving him down one spot in head-to-head points. And, you know, will certainly be a worthy starter in fantasy, even, even though he's wearing a Cubs uniform now. I'm sorry, Scott. I, I know this is look. You probably don't want to see Dansby Swanson leave, but you know, yeah. it's not nearly as devastating as like other things that have happened the past no. couple of years. No, it's it's not really comparable. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think there will ever be anything. I mean, at, the whole world got a glimpse of the emotions of that uh, when Freddie Freeman himself visited Atlanta last year. So there's there's not much to compare that to. It's disappointing as a Braves fan. Uh, but I, I think, you know, I, I think, I think the writing's been on the wall for a while with this. He just got married. His wife is a soccer player in Chicago. Oh, nice! So whole new, whole new chapter of Dansby Swanson's life here. A little peek behind the curtain here, Scott. But when it looked like Aaron Judge was going to sign with the San Francisco Giants, I was preparing a monologue just to uh, <laughs> let everyone know how sad I was. Because, I, you know, I think that would have actually turned out to be pretty similar to uh, Freddie Freeman leaving the Braves. As, you know, Judge has been with the Yankees not as long as Freeman was, but, I, you know, I was I was pretty pretty hurt. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy he came back. But uh, let's put a bow on this Dansby Swanson conversation. Something we normally look at is the StatCast numbers. How many home runs would a player hit if they played all their games in this ballpark? Interestingly enough, Dansby Swanson hit 25 homers last year playing in Atlanta. StatCast says he would have hit 33 if he played all of his games in Wrigley. Yeah, don't really understand it because I looked at the park factors for right-handed power, and the Cubs um, Wrigley Field actually ranks a little bit lower than Atlanta. So I'm not really sure how this yeah. math kind of adds up here. But are you expecting I, some kind of big power jump now from Danzy? I have a guess as to why the number is so large. Uh, at Wrigley Field, if you played every game at Wrigley Field. And I think it's just because, you know, we, we talk about how um, how strange Coors Field is pretty often. Wrigley Field's pretty strange, too, in another way. It plays very differently, depending on the direction the wind's blowing. Yeah, And so maybe those readings were skewed toward days when the wind was blowing out the the the, the readings I, I mean i don't know how they actually calculate the expected home run number but i could see how um 
it would be hard to account for for that variable and and maybe maybe that number is skewed a little high for Dansby Swanson. Yeah, if you just look at the park factors, nothing special about Wrigley Field overall for hitters. And uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be counting on Dansby Swanson transforming into a 35 homer guy all of a sudden based on that. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Early ADP Scott for Dansby Swanson is 78.4 over at the NFBC. He's going just behind Corey Seager and O'Neill Cruz. What do you think of that price tag for Dansby Swanson around those other names? Behind Corey Seager and who else? O'Neill Cruz, just behind him. Well, I have him ranked ahead of Cruz. I mean, it's NFBC and Cruz obviously has monstrous upside, so you could see how he might be. Yeah. He might trend a little high on on that side, especially. But um, uh, uh, you know, I, I do have Swanson behind Seager. I, I thought maybe I'd be an exception there, but so I'm, I am a little surprised to see that uh, early ADP on NFBC has also has Seager going higher than Swanson, as I do. I have a poll up on the live stream on YouTube right now. Which shortstop would you rather draft in 2023, Dansby Swanson or Corey Seager? It's not close. Corey Seager, 73% of the vote as of now, which I think makes sense. Uh, how does this affect the rest of the Cubs, Scott? Nico Horner will now play second base. And are you looking to give a boost to any other Cubs? I mean, could add some counting stats. Obviously, Dansby Swanson, pretty good hitter in his own right. Uh, are you looking to boost anyone here? Nico Horner, Ian Happ, Seiya Suzuki, Matt Mervis, Cody Bellinger. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't call this yeah. a good lineup, Scott, but I would call it an interesting lineup. I'm, yeah, it's interesting. I want to I see what they could do. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't think adding Dansby Swanson is going to be transformative in a real, clear, tangible way. I mean, it helps the lineup throughout. Sort of. I mean, it is It is a little... You know, you look at some of Dansby Swanson's numbers and, and like, for instance, the 329 on base percentage. And it was a 311 on base percentage last year. So, I mean, I, I I think more, you know, I just said, oh, Dansby Swanson's out of the Braves lineup now, so it's a little worse. I, but I think more the Braves lineup was helping Dansby Swanson than Dansby Swanson helping the Braves lineup. He's kind of, if you just look at those percentages, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to say he isn't a good player, but a lot of his value is defensive and 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 offensively he may be better from a fantasy perspective than from a real world perspective. Yeah. And so we- yeah, I don't I, I'm not looking to raise any other Cubs values. Obviously, Nick Madrigal is value plummets because he's out of the lineup now and, and Nico Horner's moving over to second base. But right. uh let's talk about now. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. Obviously, it looks like Vaughn Grissom will now step in as the Starting shortstop for the Braves. There's still some time in the offseason. They could potentially make a move. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Vaughn Grissom played 41 games with the Braves last season. He hit 291 with five homers and five steals. But it was kind of a split 41 games. You know, the first 25 or so of those were really good. His final 15 games, Vaughn Grissom hit 174 with a 30% strikeout rate. I still think that there is a ton of upside here with Vaughn Grissom, Scott. Again, uh, in one of the best lineups in baseball. The early ADP for Grissom is 198. And I'd say the closer we get to the start of the season without there being any other option for Atlanta, the more we're going to start to see that price come up a little bit on Von Grissom. Yeah, I mean, Stock definitely... like Von Grissom is the player whose value changes the most with the Dansby Swanson signing. And yeah, it could still change. Maybe the Braves sign 
an Elvis Andrews. I think even if it, that happened, it would be more to push Grissom than to overtake him. But, you know, he's out there. Uh, there's been talk of them pursuing Willie Adamez. I kind of feel like, you know, they they obviously already made a big trade involving the Brewers. So, you know, there's, there's no law saying they can't make another, but uh, I don't know. People people were speculating as that deal was unfolding with the, the Sean Murphy deal that uh, that Adamas might be part of it, and he ultimately wasn't. And there have been you know, strong reviews about Grissom. Grissom's been working with Ron Washington this offseason uh, on playing shortstop. Ron Washington, a defensive guru, as everybody knows who's seen Moneyball. Um, and the reports have been glowing, even though, you know, the thinking heading into the offseason is Grissom isn't really a, a viable option at shortstop. That was the position he played primarily in the minors, but of course, Major League's a different story. So I think. My hunch is the plan is just to make him the shortstop or at least give him a chance to win the job in spring training. And uh, if he does, you know, presuming he doesn't fall flat on his face, then he becomes an interesting fantasy option. You say there's upside there, and I, you just have to look at the minor league numbers last year between high class A and double A in only 96 games. He had 324 with 14 homers, 27 steals, and 899 OPS. His numbers the previous year between low A and high A were pretty similar. Uh, makes a lot of contact. The exit velocity readings are not that impressive. But, uh, you know, he made it work in the in, in the minors and is still very young, getting stronger. Uh, I, he should. I think I think if he does get a job, get, get the shortstop job, get a chance to play every day for the Braves, uh, the production might not be that unlike Swanson. More batting average, fewer home runs would be my guess. But the stolen base total could be similar. And, you know, that would obviously still be a great pick in the late rounds of a roto draft as your middle infield option. So definitely a sleeper now is Vaughn Grissom. I think the only thing with Grissom is the risk is if he's not great defensively or if he struggles defensively, you know, maybe... They use that as, an, as a reason to send him back down, to get seasoning, yeah. or if he struggles offensively. Either way, if Vaughn Grissom struggles, there is risk that he loses out on playing time. Obviously, Dansby Swanson doesn't have that risk with the Chicago sure. Cubs, but I do oh, agree. Yeah, I'm not saying you should draft them equivalently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying And they're, they're not going anywhere. You know, he's going 120 picks later, so. Sure, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying that's kind of the upside what you're hoping for from Grissom is similar, but with more batting average, maybe fewer home runs. And, uh, you know, obviously... At the point you're going to be able to draft him, the reward is well worth the risk. Grissom right now, I mentioned the ADP, right around 200. He's going just after names like Tyro Estrada, Jorge Mateo. Again, as it looks like Grissom will be the starter, I think he's going to move up a little bit. So I would take him ahead of those names that I just mentioned. I think an interesting one, and Grissom only has second base eligibility to start the year. If he's playing shortstop, he'll obviously pick up shortstop eligibility and he'll be dual eligible. Jonathan India is going at pick 180 right now, Scott. I think that is a very interesting debate. If we get to March 1st, Vaughn Grissom is the guy. Are you taking a Grissom or a Jonathan India as your middle infielder later on in drafts? I mean, five by five, I'd take Grissom. Give me give me the guy who who's likely to give you some steals. I think India uh, could run a little bit, though. 10 to 12 did. steals. How many like did that. he have as a rookie? 14? I think, I think 10, 12, something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah, 
I, I mean, yeah, I, I would take Grissom at five by five. Now, if you're talking a points league because India has such good play discipline, of course, Grissom doesn't strike out much. Mm-hmm. But I might give the edge to India in points leagues. All right, let's slide over to some other moves. We do have some vets that are on the move. Basically, a trade here, Scott. J.D. Martinez goes to the Dodgers. Justin Turner goes to the Red Sox. Let's start off with J.D. Martinez, now 35 years old. Had an okay season last year. Started to show signs of the age. 274 batting average, 16 home runs, and 139 games for J.D. Martinez. He had a 57-game stretch from June through August where Martinez hit one home run. Over 57 games. Now, for what it's worth, uh, I mentioned he hit 16 with the Red Sox. According to StatCast, they say he would have hit 24 if he played all of his games in Los Angeles. Uh, Obviously, he's going to be hitting in the middle of still a pretty good lineup. Not as great as we've seen in years past, but I still think they could be top 10 in run scored or so, Scott. Uh, Are you excited with this move? J.D. Martinez to the Dodgers. I guess I'm a little more likely to draft him, but I kind of think he's... I kind of think he's done being a real asset in fantasy and the fact he's DH only now doesn't help. So you're um, obviously blocking a spot where you could potentially put a much more valuable hitter. So I have not been motivated. Like he's, he's, he's slid pretty far in the drafts I've been a part of, but I've never been looking to take him at the point he goes. This is a better situation for him with the Dodgers, at least in theory. I would imagine they're not going to look to play him in the outfield ever. No. And I imagine they will look to play Max Muncie at DH sometimes. So there may be a come a playing time issue there. Maybe. But yeah, stock up a little bit for JD Martinez, but still just not not somebody to take in the first half of drafts, I would say. The early ADP for Martinez is 238.7 over at the NFBC. No doubt. Once players sign, they usually tend to move up a round or two, and maybe he moves up a little bit more than that because he signed with the Dodgers, which, again, a pretty damn good lineup. He is utility only as well, too, so I'll point that out. No outfield eligibility for J.D. Martinez, only utility. So that obviously hurts his value as well. It also could hurt some other value here, Scott, because roster resource now has Miguel Vargas on the bench. I don't know if that will remain the case, but well, there is one more player in the mix here now with the Dodgers, with J.D. Martinez coming over. They have Max Muncy uh, penciled in at third base for now, Chris Taylor at second, James Outman in left field, Trace Thompson in center field. Like, I think Miguel Vargas could easily play one of the corner outfield positions if they want him to. What are your thoughts on uh, Miguel Vargas now? He could, or, or Chris Taylor could. Right. Um, right. I, I don't think Chris Taylor, I don't think anybody imagines Chris Taylor being a full time second baseman. He played 22 games there last year. So I don't think, uh, despite roster resource making out the dynamics, the Dodgers lineup that way, that that's really the way it's going to be. It's going to be most days. And, you know, not to bring up another transaction that we're going to talk about in a minute, but. I was kind of thinking Justin Turner would be back in the mix at some point, and now we know he's not. He's signed with the Red Sox, so kind of the kind of the Dodgers and Red Sox traded DHs here. Uh, but obviously, JD Martinez isn't capable of playing third the way Justin Turner was. Third is Miguel Vargas's natural position. I don't I don't see Max Muncy just being everyday third baseman either. I think he moves around like he always has. So uh, yeah, I I think. Uh, the Justin Turner signing is the clearest indication yet that Miguel Vargas is going to be a big part of this team from the start. 
And I still think there's a path for Michael Bush to be as well. I don't know that's going to be on opening day. And he's not as interesting as Miguel Vargas overall, but, you know, power hitting second baseman, good on base skills, somebody worth knowing about in fantasy as well. I would have rather J.D. Martinez not been in the mix. That does take up one more lineup spot that could have gone to the young guys, but I don't think it's a deal breaker as far as Miguel Vargas's uh, 2023 prospects are concerned. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together. And nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on fantasy baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. All right, let's talk about Justin Turner. You mentioned, too, the Red Sox. Red beard to Red Sox. Now, 38 years old is Justin Turner, and still pretty productive last year. 278 batting average, 13 homers, 81 RBI in 128 games. Uh, Looks like, for now, Justin Turner penciled in at DH with Rafael Devers playing third base. Hopefully, they can come to an agreement on a contract extension. If not, Maybe the Red Sox are looking to shop Rafael Devers. Uh, But for now, it looks like Devers at third, Turner at DH. Uh, The Red Sox also DFA'd Eric Hosmer this weekend. So it looks like Tristan Casas will be the starting first baseman. Yes, it does. Everything just kind of works out pretty well here, Scott. The early ADP for Justin Turner is 349. I also think that he will be on the rise now. Would you rather take a shot late in drafts on Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez? Martinez. I mean, obviously, JD Justin Turner plays a much thinner position, and depending how deep your league is, uh, he, he might have to be drafted. But I am even, I'm even more pessimistic about his chances of bouncing back than I am Turner's. You know, he had 278, 13 home runs last year, in about 130 games. So it wasn't a full season's worth, but he's not going to get a full season's worth at his age. You know, so. Uh, a decent batting average with a dozen or so homers. It's not really moving the needle for me in fantasy. I think Justin Turner's time in the sun is over. 
But but I'm glad you brought up Eric Hosmer being DFA'd because I, I am pretty excited about Tristan Casas. In fact, mm-hmm. I think the decision between Miguel Vargas and Tristan Casas is a pretty interesting one. Uh, I would be inclined, I think, in points leagues to say Casas because of how much he's going to walk. Probably lean Vargas and Roto because I, I think better bet for batting average and and you know will provide some stolen bases as opposed to the none Casas will. But it's it's uh it's an exciting time for both of them. They're two players I like. They're both first base eligible opening the year. Obviously, we think Vargas could pick up eligibility at other spots. I'm with you, Scott. I <laughs> I love the idea of Tristan Casas as a corner infielder if you play in a deeper Roto league or just pick him up as a bench option in a points league and see where he goes from there. But uh, he ended the year very strong. Last couple of weeks of the season, Tristan Casas was blasting home runs all over the place. He was going opposite field over the green monster uh, as a left-handed batter. It was just really, really impressive to see that down the stretch. So I do like Tristan Casas quite a bit as well. I think if we know Matt Mervis is up on opening day, I think that's a pretty interesting conversation too. Tristan Casas versus Matt Mervis there. Uh, Red Sox versus Cubs. A few other signings here. We had Michael Brantley back with the Astros, also now 35 years old. Last year, he hit 288 with five home runs in 64 games, had more walks than strikeouts, and has hit 288 or better each of the past six seasons. Some of those partial seasons because Michael Brantley has been quite injury prone. Uh, the early ADP Scott is non existent. Do you have any interest <laughs> in Michael Brantley back with the Astros? It is kind of the best case scenario for him, I would say. An, an organization that knows him well already and room in the outfield to play him. Or, or maybe he would pl- primarily play DH and Jordan Alvarez primarily left field. I imagine the two would trade off to some degree. I think Michael Brantley still has, you know, as, as thin as outfield is, he, he, he plays better in points leagues because he's not big on counting stats like home runs and steals, but great plate discipline. Uh, but, you know, if you're talking a Roto League, you, you got five outfield spots to fill. So I, I think he matters in that format, too, with this signing. Isn't going to play a, a ton because we expect him to miss time with injury. He's He breaks down constantly, and, and he missed most of last year, never making it back from a shoulder surgery that he had. So you, you shouldn't expect miracles from Michael Brantley, but I, I think he can still be a useful piece in either a as of either a late pick in a points league or a late pick in a five outfielder categories league. Yeah, it's worth mentioning, Scott, you know, bad job by me, but you brought up the surgery that Michael Brantley had last year, arthroscopic labral surgery on his right shoulder. Fun fact, Scott, I have a partial tear of my labrum, my right Ooh. shoulder. I think we all do eventually. Yeah. Doesn't not, have- not to, <laughs> not to, uh, undermine your pain there yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel too good man i've tried some physical therapy <laughs> I, you know i might have to go the michael brantley route and have surgery in a couple of years I, I don't know what i'm gonna do oh, but it's, it doesn't feel too good anyway uh michael brantley back with the astros a few other signings andrew benintendi to the white Sox. pretty big deal here scott <laughs> did not expect five years 75 million i mean i guess he's still young enough where he can earn a five-year contract but yeah, that's crazy I, I found it kind of interesting myself like La- there the 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 size of the contracts handed out, out this offseason, both length yeah. and dollars, have just been mind blowing for the most part. But this was this I think was the biggest one because Michael Brantley strike or Michael Brantley, uh, Andrew Benintendi strikes me as a player who year or two ago would have been getting like two years sixteen million, you know, and he's getting five years seventy five million. He's getting you know. 
Jose Abreu got three years, fifty-eight million, and 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 you know, obviously he can't play the outfield, and the White Sox have a bigger need there. I get that, but I mean, Jose Abreu bat versus Andrew Benintendi. It's no contest. Yeah, no, it it is not. Uh, last year for Benintendi, he hit 304 with five homers and eight steals and 126 games combined between the Royals and the Yankees. For what it's worth, he would have hit 10 home runs in Chicago if he played all of his games there. So potentially a slight uptick here for the power, Scott. Um, ground ball rate climbed a little bit last year for Benintendi. I don't have a ton of optimism. I think he's really good for batting average. Maybe he's 10 to 15 home runs, 5 to 10 steals. He's more of a floor play, I think, in a deeper outfield, a deeper roto league than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of, I, I do think Ben Intendi deserves to be drafted ahead of Michael Brantley, who I was just kind of talking up. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael Brantley's not going to be drafted in all leagues. And Ben Intendi won't be either. But Benintendi's more likely to be than Brantley. I just think in the end, their contributions are probably going to be not not too dissimilar. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Andrew Benintendi, the early ADP is 240 for Michael Brantley. I mentioned it was non-existent. He's going outside of the top 500 right now. So obviously that will change. I did want to ask you, Scott, real quick about the White Sox, how this could affect potentially prospect Oscar Cola, someone that we talked to the Welsh about recently. We did you know, our outfield prospect episode and I I've already drafted Colos in a, in a deeper uh deeper drafted hold league and I was pretty excited about the chance of maybe him could have been up on opening day maybe soon thereafter um what do you think about you know Colos now that Ben Intendi uh signed to play the outfield for the White Sox I mean if we're, if we're assuming Aloy Jimenez is a primarily a DH now then they still don't have a right fielder really yeah. Gavin Sheets is currently slotted in it's true on a roster resource which, you know, they, they played him a decent amount last year. Maybe maybe he is their opening day right fielder, Gavin Sheets. But I, I don't think he's the answer in right field. And Oscar Colas will be soon enough. Okay. Yeah. So another name there, a prospect to pay attention to later on in your drafts, especially in leagues with five outfielders. Joey Gallo to the Twins. Not sure how much this actually matters, Scott. Because since the start of 2020, Joey Gallo is hitting 183 with a 36% strikeout rate across 336 games. As of now, looks like Gallo is going to play one of the corners. Max Kepler will play the other corner with Alex Kirilov at DH for however long he can play DH. And then Luis Arise at first base. Um, do you see anything or do you have any optimism that Joey Gallo can get back on track with the Twins now? I don't. I, I kind of think the Twins must to do this. I mean... They're not bringing back Miguel Sano. Mm-hmm. Again, Sano's not an outfielder. Gallo is, so maybe that's that. That's the entire explanation there. But I just, I don't think, it, given given the route Joey Gallo's career has taken the past couple of years, I don't think you bring him in. Certainly, at, not at the price tag the Twins are paying. If you don't see something, but I wouldn't say I'm optimistic. I mean, the Dodgers didn't fix Joey Gallo, so. Why would I have confidence the Twins would do what they didn't? I don't. So I'm out on Gallo, unless he's just a dirt-cheap bench option in a deep roto league. Um, and even then, I'm probably going to look. I'm probably going to look like at an Oscar Colas instead. So he's young enough, and he has enough of a track record. Gallo does that you can't rule it out. But I am not optimistic. 
How do you rank these three outfielders that just resigned or signed in a new place? Michael Brantley, Benintendi, uh, Joey Gallo in a five outfielder league, let's say. Five outfielder league, so I assume we're talking five by five scoring. I would say Benintendi, Benintendi, Gallo, Brantley, but it, like none of them I'm excited to draft. Yep, uh, I think that's fair. You're probably excited to draft this guy because we've got to end again, Scott, with the biggest news of the weekend. Connor <laughs> Joe traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates for pitching prospect Nick Garcia. I mean, I didn't look into Nick Garcia, but he's got to be great if you're getting someone like Connor Joe for him. Uh, in all seriousness, I, <laughs> I really don't think there's much here, Scott. I hope no. Connor Joe can like revive his career and get some playing time with the Pirates, but it's probably not going to happen. The most <laughs> interesting thing about Connor Joe was that he played in Colorado, True. which he no longer does. So I was already out, even <laughs> expecting him to be in Colorado still. I'm definitely yeah. out now. Uh, as soon as he was traded to the Pirates, I did go online and, and look to see how much a, a Pirates fitted hat cost because I was, eh, you know, <laughs> I'll be a Pirates fan now. You know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Support my guy, Connor Joe, assuming he can get any playing time. Uh, but again, let's just quickly recap. Joey Gallo to the Twins. Andrew Benintendi to the White Sox on a five-year deal, no less. Michael Brantley is back with the Astros. Justin Turner to the Red Sox. J.D. Martinez to the Dodgers. So those two guys uh, swapping spots there. Uh, expected to play DH for both of their respective teams. And then the big news of the weekend, Dansby Swanson to the Cubs on a seven-year, $177 million deal. We're going to wrap there. For Scott, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching this bonus edition of Fantasy Baseball Today. We'll be back again tomorrow night with Greg Jewett to talk relief pitcher early rankings. See you then. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.